0: Trade talk is swirling around Mason Rudolph as Kenny Pickett shines for the Steelers. Welcome to the Steelers Update from Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. One day soon, Steelers Nation won't have Mason Rudolph to kick around anymore. Will they regret it? Perhaps they will. The Steelers' history of mistreating Mason Rudolph has turned the hard-battling quarterback into a sympathetic figure. Just think of all the ways Rudolph has been wronged over the years. Ben Roethlisberger wasn't soft-spoken in the least in expressing his dismay that the Steelers wasted a third-round draft pick on the Oklahoma State passer back in 2018. The following season, when Big Ben went down in the second game, Rudolph got beat out by the undrafted Duck Hodges, then beat over the head by Cleveland's Miles Garrett. And just when it looked as if Rudolph would finally get his shot at the Steelers' starting job following Roethlisberger's retirement, the team turned right around and signed Mitch Trubitsky in free agency, then drafted Kenny Pickett at pick 20, in the 2022 draft. Adding insult to injury, Steelers Nation, eager to see hometown hero Pickett take the field that he ruled as Pitt's passer, they lustily booed Rudolph after his first play in Saturday's preseason opener against the Seattle Seahawks. In wake of the 32-25 Steelers win engineered by Pickett's late-game heroics, there's talk that Rudolph is now dispensable in Pittsburgh. Steel City radio host Andrew Filipponi is reporting that Rudolph could be traded to the Detroit Lions in very short order. He cites a former NFL GM as his source for this information. But the current Steelers GM, Omar Khan, is on the record this week insisting no such deal was in the works, much less eminent. Quote, I mean, it takes calls, but I'll be honest with you, we don't have any intention of trading any of those guys, Khan said of his top three QBs. Quote, we really like them and there's some decisions to be made, but I'd be surprised if there's anything that happens on that path, unquote. If Khan is true to his words, those booing Steelers fans should be delighted to have Mason Rudolph around for this season. Yes, it appears as if Mitch Trubisky will get the week one start versus the Bengals. And crowd favorite Kenny Pickett could be crowned the QB2 by the end of the preseason but Rudolph adds valuable veteran insurance for what is increasingly looking to be a bright Steelers season. More than that, Rudolph has been thriving as the full Matt Canada offense is installed for the first time in Pittsburgh. This after the immobile Roethlisberger vetoed much of the Canada play calling last season. A closer look at last week's preseason stats showed the Steelers coaches trust the experienced Rudolph over the fan-favorite Pickett with that Matt Canada offense. While Pickett went 13-for-15 passing and pulled out the win over the Seahawks, his average depth of target, ADOT, was just 5.5 yards, and that's according to Pro Football Focus which tracks that stuff as the scouting site that grades every NFL player after every game. According to PFF, Pickett had no big-time throws in that game either. The guy who did was Mason Rudolph. Rudolph had that gorgeous 26-yard laser to rookie receiving sensation George Pickens The pass was perfectly positioned so that either Pickens would catch it and toe-tap for a touchdown, or it would go incomplete. It was a big-time throw. The Steelers scored, and Rudolph nearly doubled Pickett's ADOT with 10.1 yard per pass mark for the evening. Going by that measure, ask yourself this. Who do the coaches trust more going deep? And we all know how much coach Mike Tomlin loves his splash plays, those game-changing backbreakers that should be a Steelers calling card this season with weapons such as Pickens, tight end Pat Fryermuth, and running back Najee Harris. Next to Dubitsky, who has cultivated his own chemistry with Pickens, it's Rudolph, not Pickett, who's better equipped right now to get the deep ball to the former Georgia Bulldog, who just might be the steal of the 2022 draft. For all of these reasons, Steelers fans, instead of booing, should be welcoming Rudolph's stay in Pittsburgh for at least one more season. It could be a special one, and there may come a time When Rudolph is called upon to show that all his time as a Steeler, as difficult as it's been, has paid off. A lesser player with a more fragile ego and a shaky self-belief would have called it quits and requested a trade long ago. Not Rudolph. He re-upped with the Steelers and has been battling every step of the way in a QB battle he can't win. He's not supposed to win it. Really, it's rigged against him. All this tells you a little something about the guy. Namely, he's someone you want on your team, especially in a season like this one. Sure, Pittsburgh will cheer Pickett. He's the fair-haired boy, the future of the franchise. But they should thank Mason Rudolph for taking all the knocks, only to double down as a Steeler. We have much more on the shifting sands of the Steelers' QB situation, plus the disappointing play and attitude of muddled middle linebacker Devin Bush, all in this preseason edition of your Steelers Update Podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my print column, First Thing Thursday on Live. As always, it will be packed with plenty of memes, bringing this exciting Steelers preseason to life. Right now, let's get right to it. First up, here's SteelersNow.com sizing up all the trade or not to trade questions swirling around the Steelers and Mason Rudolph. They write this, quote, Rudolph should have a good bit of value at this juncture. He's a serviceable fill-in starter and a very good backup. Two things that most NFL teams lack. He also comes relatively cheaply and with just one season of salary obligations attached. Now, there's an outside chance the Steelers could get a draft pick compensation if Rudolph leaves via free agency and they really don't seem to need the $2 million in cap space his departure would save them. That's the argument for not trading him. You get the insurance policy and you may even get a draft pick if he leaves In free agency down the line. And of course, you'll remember Josh Dobbs, who has never had as much arm talent or NFL experience as Rudolph. He fetched a fifth round pick a few years ago, right around this time of the season. If the Steelers get an offer better than that, they should probably be tempted to make a deal. Remember when it looked like the New York Jets were losing Zach Wilson last week? It's easy to envision another team going through a similar situation, looking at their backups and seeing Rudolph as being a far superior option. Here's another one. Matt Stafford has been dealing with a nagging arm injury. The world champions could be looking at going into the season with John Wolford as the starter. Whoa. Another hurdle Needed to overcome is whether the Steelers feel Pickett is really able to be the backup. He's been getting more and more time with the second team and played well in his preseason debut, so it seems like he is trending that way. But the Steelers are only two years removed from a catastrophe at quarterback in 2019, so they're not going to part with an experienced depth player like Mason Rudolph easily. If a team gets desperate, The Steelers could make a good deal for Rudolph, but don't be surprised if they stand pat. Depth has its own value, and while Terbitsky and Pickett have looked good through training camp and the preseason, they aren't sure things either, unquote. Great stuff, great perspective from Steelers now on the value of Mason Rudolph, both as a trade and both as an insurance policy for the Steelers one that could even pay off with a compensatory pick, even if Rudolph eventually leaves in free agency. Insurance, it comes down to that. And right now, Rudolph is low-cost policy for what could be a bright 2022 season. My best guess is he'll remain so. Rudolph will be a Steeler throughout 2022. After that, well, he's gone. Now we turn to Jerry Dulack with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, who argues that instead of booing Rudolph, Steelers fans should be enjoying the fact that their team has three competent quarterbacks going into the first season of the post-Ben Roethlisberger era. Dulac writes, quote, Pay close attention to what all three quarterbacks, Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett, did in the opening preseason victory against the Seattle Seahawks. It's certainly cause for encouragement. Each of the quarterbacks posted a rating of over 100, that's a quarterback rating, and each produced a touchdown on his opening series, a good sign for an offense that started slower than any team in the NFL last season. Trubisky's first drive as a Steelers quarterback ended with a touchdown pass that showcased why the Steelers coveted his mobility in free agency. He had a 126.8 QB rating. Rudolph threw a perfect 26-yard touchdown strike to rookie George Pickens on his first series and orchestrated a 17-play drive that resulted in a field goal on the second. He had a 100.1 rating. Pickett made his debut in the stadium where he became a Heisman Trophy finalist by completing all five passes for 33 yards and a touchdown on his opening drive in the third quarter, not to mention a successful two-point conversion pass. He had a 132.6 QB rating, unquote. Hey, success. I like hearing about success and your Steelers quarterbacks. But after one preseason game, where do the Steelers' QB stand in relation to one another? Here we have Paul Zize with the Post-Gazette attempting to sort things out, making a case for each of your three Steelers quarterbacks. He writes, quote, the case for Trubitsky. There probably doesn't need to be a case made for Trubitsky because he is the starter. I can't come up with a realistic scenario where he doesn't win the starting job barring injury. He has been entrenched in that position since he was signed as a free agent in the offseason. Nothing he did Saturday does anything other than solidify his status as your Steelers starter. Why? He's a perfect fit in Matt Canada's offense because of his athleticism and mobility. Trubitsky has shown this plenty at training camp, and he did so again in his limited playing time Saturday night against the Seahawks. His ability to move in the pocket, take off and run, and roll out and throw really plays well in Canada's offense. And given the shaky nature of the Steelers' offensive line in pass blocking, they are going to need someone who can move around like him to avoid sacks and make plays while running for his life. The case for Mason Rudolph. Rudolph has been by all accounts the most consistent of the three quarterbacks at training camp and he was actually pretty good Saturday night. It makes sense that he has been the most consistent because he's the most experienced in this offense and he's going into his 5th NFL season. He was 9 of 15 for 93 yards Saturday night and he generally looked comfortable in the pocket even though the offensive line was a bit porous. He also took two deep shots on the night to George Pickens and connected on one of them for a touchdown. That is the thing he does best of the three. I'm not saying Rudolph is great, and he may not even be good, but anyone who says he isn't capable of playing quarterback in the NFL is ridiculous. He clearly has an NFL arm, he clearly understands the offense, and he clearly is capable of making big plays in the passing game. Finally, the case for Kenny Pickett. This is what Pittsburgh wants to hear. The case, according to Paul Zyze, he went to Pitt and he's a first round pick. Okay, Zyze's joking. But both facts have rendered many people incapable of being measured about why he should be the starter or shouldn't be the starter. The truth is, Pickett's best attributes are his toughness and his leadership ability. He's a winner, and he's a great football player. There's no question he has all of the it factor intangibles and then some. And there is no reason to believe he can't be a really good quarterback in the NFL. But belief is one thing, seeing it is the other. Now, he showed some of this Saturday night in his debut going 13 of 15 for 95 yards and two TDs. His second touchdown was a curl route to Tyler Vaughn's, who made a guy miss and then ran to the end zone with three seconds to play to give the Steelers the 32-25 win. It was vintage Pickett as he led a touchdown drive on his first possession and also threw a touchdown to win the game on his final possession. It was dramatic and clearly delighted the crowd at Accra Shore Stadium. Pickett looked like he could make all the throws, though most of what he threw were safe underneath passes, a lot of dinking and dunking. That's not a criticism. He took what the defense gave him, but he will have to make more throws down the field to prove he's capable of doing the job for the Steelers. Unquote. A great analysis from Paul Zyze. And really, he stacks it up well. Trubisky, your starter at your up-and-coming fan favorite, who still is developing, and Rudolph as the veteran insurance policy for this team in 2022. There's a case for all three of these guys. They all belong in this team. Why mess with what looks like an area of Steeler success? Well, you don't. And now we turn to a Steeler, however, who is not succeeding. Here's the Post-Gazette's Brian Batko on the the on-the-bubble Devin Bush, who sounds as blasé as ever about staying a Steeler. Batko writes this of the muddled future for the middle linebacker. Quote, In May, the Steelers declined the fifth-year option on Bush's rookie deal. That means this is his final season under contract in Pittsburgh but it's slightly different than a typical situation in which the player approaches free agency. So does Bush view this as his last chance to stick around? Let's ask him. Quote, I mean, it's the business, Bush said. I'm going to still be in the NFL, so we'll see. Unquote. That from the once ballyhooed 10th overall pick who the Steelers traded up to get. He sounded as blasé as the last time he did an interview during OTAs when he insisted he was plenty motivated but had nothing to prove, unquote. Good stuff from Batco, who goes on to note that Bush is promptly proving nothing. He has proven nothing thus far in training camp in the preseason other than he will go down as a major Steelers draft bust, big-time bust. No bust in the Hall of Fame, that's for sure. Batco concludes this, quote, Earlier this month, the team released its first depth chart, and Bush was listed as either-or as a starter with Robert Spillane, the undrafted free agent who replaced Bush when the 2019 first-rounder went down with a tour in ACL in Week 5 of the 2020 season. In the preseason opener Saturday night, Bush did get the start next to Miles Jack, but the only time you'll find his name in the box scores if you scroll down to snap counts. He played 15, 7 more than Jack, and 5 less than Spillane, but wasn't credited with a single tackle. The closest he came was helping to bring down running back Kenneth Walker after cornerback Alejo Weatherspoon made the initial hit. Bush had chances to fill gaps at times against the Seahawks, especially on a 16-yard run by Travis Homer, but couldn't quite get to the ball. It was eerily similar to some of his lack of production last season, down to the point of not getting much help from the defensive line and outside linebackers in front of him, unquote. In other words, the same problem the Steelers had last year with Bush not being able to stop the run. It's haunting us again, and Bush is at the center. He's the main ghost in the center of that defense and the center of this problem with the running game. And this is the highly drafted middle linebacker who insists he has nothing to prove. Well, Devin Bush is succeeding at one thing, He's excelling at the, with, for the Steelers at proving nothing, and that's a sad commentary on his career and the Steelers' investment in him. And we leave you on that somber note, but it doesn't end here. The Steelers go to Jacksonville. We see that trio of quarterbacks again in action. There'll be plenty to sift through next week, so be here next Wednesday afternoon. For your next edition of your Steelers Update podcast. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real time Steelers news. See you in Jacksonville.